Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to our podcast, our first ever episode of Who You Loving? with me, Rachel Campbell and me, Corey Dilliston. Who you loving by Corey and Rachel for all of your throwbacks and recommendations. So why we're here, this is definitely take three of why we're here, is, well, the worst case scenario is that Corey and I have like archival recordings of our friendship at age 28 and 29 not respectively I should have said it the other way around if it was respectively um but the best case scenario is obviously that we would have um people listen to us Mm -hmm, that would be cool mm -hmm. (laughs) if one or two people listened that would be fab but not too many (laughs) we probably get stuck in with the podcast namesake which is who you loving um so who you loving is basically where we're going to bring you what we're loving every um every week and that is a homage to uh who you loving as a text slang text and note i feel like it was written in school notes definitely oh really because this i like i am trying to be like one of the cool kids and be like oh yeah no people used to message me saying who you loving no they didn't <laughs> oh that no never definitely happened. was a thing no mm-hmm. it didn't have like I think I remember maybe in first year of college like as in when we were in, right. when we were like scri- like scribbling things on the board and halls and stuff we maybe would have written maybe. it but I don't I don't remember it in school at all but I think maybe because I, I do I don't think anyone was interested in who I was li- loving <laughs> that was no the I, I was just gonna say I think all girls <laughs> school is maybe why I distinctly I, remember because it wasn't who you lo- it was H-U who you loving and like maybe even like Luffin, like maybe not L-O-V-I-N, Luffin. <laughs> what we're loving this week, um, reading wise, Corey Dilliston. Oh, okay. Just finished. I'm going to go with what I've just finished rather than what I've just started. Reading Attached. Have you heard of it? No. Right. So I was, I feel like I was recommended it by someone, a friend. And, okay. And... <laughs> no, I don't think when we're saying we're not going to mention people we know, which we had decided before we started recording, based off the fact that we're both slabbers. <laughs> it, it's not if it's a positive thing. Okay. I said, oh, okay. somebody mentioned this book to me. I don't think we're like, oh, it's anonymous though. <laughs> okay. No, I was just like one of my friends. <laughs> got tie myself in an author yeah so I was recommended by my good friend Lindsay complete title is attach the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love okay right so so it's a non-fiction yeah in a nutshell it's okay so it is like like I feel like Lindsay loves like scientific sort of books um and there is a lot of well not a lot of but like a bit of science a bit of like this study and this report and this experiment and blah blah so like it is evidence-based but really it's about it's all uh, it's about romantic relationships like it's not really about friendships or anything um and basically concludes that there are three attachment styles and this is why I think you might like it because I know you like like 
personality tests Psychology. and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you can either be secure, anxious, or avoidant. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this where you might be familiar with that, and everyone falls into one of those three basically. Um, and it just sort of dives into different relationship dynamics. You know why anxious people behave in certain ways, why avoidance behave in certain ways, blah blah blah. Um, but it's real. It's like interactive as well. So like, almost like you know, like magazines when you're like sixteen, you do like fill out your quiz, your which option you would do, or like. And then you like fill out your partner what they would do. Um, so like it's a bit of fun. Um, I enjoyed it. Like I, it wasn't like too over because sometimes if it's like overwhelmingly scientific, I'm like, oh snooze. Uh huh. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm the same. I, like uh, that's what I was sort of worried about. But it was like the only sort of I think maybe it sort of oversimplifies relationships. Like it basically champions secure personality types, and you know this is you need to go out and you need to find a secure partner and secure and it doesn't really yeah, you yeah. know leave any room for anything and it's else like, all right so everyone in the human race has to be secure for us to like be in any sort of relationship basically it like you know yeah. and that it doesn't like there are other things to consider in a relationship like other than just uh-huh. attachment style um uh-huh. that was the sort of only thing I was maybe like you know I would have liked to see a bit more sort of well you know, is that really realistic when you're saying only X amount of the population are secure? But this is mm-hmm. what we should all strive. And then obviously it like helps you, you know, it's like if you are an avoidant, here are the steps you can take to become more secure or if you're anxious, blah blah blah. Um yeah. And it's like, oh, is that realistic? I don't know. Um but all in all I enjoyed it. It was a good shout. And I'm trying to do like fiction, non fiction. So I have a, it's definitely fiction, um, but I find that when I'm reading, if I'm reading nonfiction, I prefer it as an audio book because I f- sometimes struggle to like engage with it if yeah. it's written down. Whereas if someone's reading it to me. No, I can see that. I can see where that makes sense. <laughs> if, I, if I'm consuming it passively, it's all right. But it's the, you know, actually sitting down and reading just facts and figures gets a bit, I don't know, have my report on the desk by Monday at <laughs> o'clock for me. Like it just gets a bit like I'm not really interested. Um, so I finished it was actually a couple of weeks ago, but I finished um Nina is not okay by Shappy Corsandi. Have you heard of it? No, I don't think so. So it's Shappy Corsandi is a um she's a comedian, stand up comedian. Um, she's very funny I used to really like her when I was a teenager it's not that she's not funny anymore I just I was really into her when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. as a comedian Um, and she wrote this book I think a few years ago now Um, and I remember coming out and being like oh right okay so she's turning her hand to writing now like you know it's a bit of a career change Mm -hmm. Um, especially because the book itself is actually not that funny um as in I don't mean it in a I don't mean it in a horrible way it's not that she's aiming to be funny it's actually quite a serious book mm-hmm. um so basically um it's about a girl called Nina she's 17 and she's an alcohol problem um and then off where where is it is that... England right. um and uh so yeah so she's 17 she's an alcohol problem and off the back of that gets herself into not even no not gets herself because that's the whole point of the book terrible situations kind of happened mm-hmm. to her, her 
due to the fact that she has got an alcohol problem, but it also could have happened regardless anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of see where I'm mm-hmm. going with that. Um, so yeah, so it makes you feel a huge amount of sympathy for people who have struggled with a, um, well, obviously with an addiction or, or alcohol abuse or whatever, but also with um, like any sort of sexual crime. Mm-hmm. Um, that's happened to them um, and also it's funny because obviously it's a very like a very serious book um, as in the topics are very serious but um, because it's written from the point of view of a 17 year old it's like light at the same time because 17 year olds don't take anything terrible seriously yeah <laughs> so um so like you know even because I actually listened to it as an audiobook instead of reading it because just when I find when I'm a bit when I find it hard to sit down and read a book and I know that I'm obviously commuting to work mm-hmm. well not commuting to work every day at the minute you know with things being the way it is but you know commuting to work or you know cleaning the house or whatever doing stuff that I can't read a book while I'm doing, but I can listen yeah. to a book while I'm doing. Um, so it was, you know, it was read. It's actually read by the author, and she does all these wee voices and everything. But she she talks the way a seventeen year old right. would talk, and and even but even the way she's written it, it's written the way a seventeen year old would talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's sometimes hard to kind of almost grasp how serious things are because you're seeing it through Nina's perspective, and her perspective is is warped because she she doesn't she's not really mature enough yet to see the world the way it actually is mm-hmm. um but it was very very good I really enjoyed it because at the start when I first started listening to it I was like oh I don't know this sounds like young adult fiction to me and it sounds a bit it's a bit light and a bit fluffy or whatever but it's it's actually not and it's it's very very good and I would recommend um well anyone to read it but particularly women mm-hmm. <laughs> um definitely definitely should read it because it it's um, it addresses a lot of important stuff in there uh, while not being super Too, duper like heavy. heavy being, uh... Yeah, being a bit like, oh God, I want to throw myself out the window <laughs> after reading it kind of thing. So yeah, so that's what I finished recently. Cool. Um, what are you watching at the minute? I feel like binging is, is definitely the word, like not even watching, like just binging everything. Um, Marcella? No, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I know that the most recent series is set, it's been, no, not set in Belfast. Well, is it set in Belfast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or recorded in Belfast, anyway. Um, so that kind of, like, I'm interested in watching it off the back of that. Uh, for context, I live in Belfast. Well, I live just outside of Belfast. Corey lived in Belfast for years. We That's where we met. We studied um, in Belfast. So um, now she's back in Donegal, and mm-hmm. I am not back in Monaghan. <laughs> I'm watching on Netflix, so... I've just watched season one and two, which are London. Season three uh-huh. is Belfast. Um, uh-huh. And, like, I think there is, obviously, if something's, like, more locally, there's that risk of cringe, to be honest. Like, yes, uh, definitely. It's not even, it's because, like, Line of Duty is set, recorded in Belfast, mm-hmm. but set in England. Yeah. So it's fine. But uh what do you call the fall, that? Uh... The fall? The fall I, is cringe. Like, like and I mean I no, I didn't we didn't even finish we didn't even finish the first season, but it was even the accents, like the first episode. What is it the wee girl says? The wee the daughter first episode. She says something, she's like, 
Yeah, she's like, Daddy, where were you? <laughs> oh my god, do I love the boy? And the minute the minute the wee child actor says it, you're like, oh, like I'm out of the the like fantasy of TV program here and I'm in someone's house in like <laughs> in Belfast City Centre or whatever. Um, no, that's so funny. Marcella anyway loved it, like strong female lead troubled troubled woman um but uh-huh. still boss in her work like what yeah, is she so she a detective this is that... first season one is right. like she's taking a career break um doesn't really tell you why and then she's like inspired to go back to work she's like now i'm coming back um and she just uh-huh. you know she you know in like shows or movies where like she gets away with things because they know she's so good you know like she's like friend and uh-huh. roles and stuff but like yeah at least keating good shot and then so season one couldn't fault season two maybe uh, took me a little bit to get into it because it's like it's not just like one case it's like weaves in um, different cases um so like sometimes you're, and like it'll show you like one family or like one character and you're like how the hell do they come into this um and then my issue now oh also with sorry martella so she's like powerful but she suffers from um blackouts in times of extreme stress so like right. she does have like quite a dramatic family life as well so that coupled with I think I was looking it up it's like dissociative something disorder um brought on by periods of extreme stress where she will just black as out as in she blacks out like as in she passes out or she blacks out she doesn't know what sure she's going she doesn't know what she's her. saying what she's doing so oh, she gosh. gets herself into a bit of bother there and then she's trying to like it shows as well like her trying to like the steps that she's taken to sort of get these memories again um but i, I don't want to like ruin it but <laughs> no spoilers but i will say so yes filmed in belfast which like you it's like oh exciting like that's interesting like love like spot the building yeah we're just like again just because like everyone's so nosy <laughs> so you're like do you know what i mean like you're watching it and you're like like literally so like connor my husband he's not um he he's not really he's he's from closer to belfast than i like definitely than I am but um because I lived in the city centre for so long and he lived out in the country and very much lived in the country and no interest in going into town he up until pretty recently didn't have much of a grasp of where various buildings were or he maybe would know where they are but he wouldn't know what the, what they are um so when we watched um Line of Duty together I kept being like oh invest in I like I'm like <laughs> I was and like, oh, you're like you could be a Belfast tour guide, like you know that place like the back of that. Like, no, but I'm such a loser. Like Connor's like, I'm trying to watch the program. They're at the police HQ. Like this is like I know, and you're like, what? That's a library. <laughs> but that's what it is it's like the fun of it of almost like spun or like do you know that like when you're light of duty and they're like it's a real serious scene like somebody's like chasing somebody or something uh, like through the streets and you're like oh i know where that is <laughs> like you're yeah. meant to be like properly like you know looking at the scene i'm just like where's that no where are they at? Like, <laughs> Avenue, no it? it is like i definitely get that and this i think this i'm, I'm still on the fence but like 
it's it's all oh, well really? as far as i know it is it's just the third season i think most of the actors are northern irish because it's the faces that you've seen in other northern irish shows yeah the 10 right? northern irish and actors then, yeah but it's just like i'm just i find it like a wee bit toe curling at the minute like it's a wee bit I swear they make them talk slower as well to sound more daft. Yeah, yeah, they probably um, do. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, just to sound more probably clear to people that don't, that aren't familiar oh, with the accent. Because to be fair, sometimes it can be. I like they're say like, you know, the the language, the script, it's, you know, I don't know how realistic it is, but it is like sort of playing into the oh, really? stereotypical. Just when you say that, it reminds me of, so the other problem I had with the fall, I think episode like three or something and um, no spoilers in case anyone hasn't seen it. Obviously it's been out for years, but like, cause we watch it, we only started watching it during like lockdown yeah. 1.0 <laughs> and uh, there was like, so basically somebody gets murdered i'm not going to say it. i can't even remember really who but it was a girl and she's in the house or whatever and the the police lady comes out or police person sorry no gender but the police person comes out and she says in her like northern irish accent she says we failed her we failed her <laughs> utterly or something like something to that effect which nobody would ever first of all nobody would say it anyway but nobody in belfast would ever say we uh, failed her no i know what like, you mean. that just wouldn't be do you know what I mean? It's just like not natural. But then I suppose you see it's the like the gap between English writers and Northern Irish actors and Northern yeah. Irish setting where, do you know what I mean? Like they mightn't necessarily know or they like awkwardly put in like what's the crack or whatever and it just doesn't. What about you? I was like, mm, <laughs> is this a Shane Tall video? Like do people say that? It's always like you can hear the English writers being like, oh, is that what you say right like, like, oh. like, <laughs> Um, but and there another thing so I the fall is like a probably a good comparison you know it's all about female um female lead but one thing I didn't like again that's put me off season three I literally said I was like I really like her in compared to it was Stella Gibson called the girl in the fall it's a girl isn't it Gillian Anderson plays but I was like what I like is that Marcella doesn't have to rely on her sexuality at all. Like, Stella Gibson was a very, yeah, yeah. you know, promiscuous character, I'd say. Um, and I was like, oh, I like the way, you know, Marcella, there's none of that. And then season three, boom, of course there is. Oh, really? This is Northern maybe Irish boys? Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I will like it. Like, I know the finale aired, I think, on ITV last night or something. So I've uh, like I'm still uh-huh. got a good bit. Um, so you're watching it on ITV player then week yeah. by week. Um, I'm a bit behind. I've uh, I got season one and two on Netflix, and then season three now. Um, so you're finding? Are you finding the third series yeah. more of a struggle to like, watch? For one and two, yes. So I'm not binging because well, neither are you if you're watching it week by week anyway. But um, I'm watching First Dates Ireland, which is on on a Thursday. Are you no, watching? No, the girls it? are always talking about it. In the Why do you not watch it? I don't know. I just, it's I don't on know. on a Thursday on RTE in the evening. I can't remember what time, but like let's say nine o'clock or something. Um, but then it's actually played again on a Saturday night at like eleven o'clock or midnight or something. So mm. I watch it then. 
because Connor he doesn't he doesn't be in the house at nine o'clock because he, he goes out training at like six he doesn't come back to like 10 um in a safe way he's got a gym at his parents house which is actually separate from his parents house who doesn't see his parents so <laughs> just FYI in case anyone the COVID please come but um yeah so we watch it on a Saturday but it's it's really like I love First Dates Ireland like I love it so much more see the the UK one I can't really mm-hmm. get into it at all um and even like I remember watching the Australian one I think it was on Channel right. 4 for a while um and I wasn't really into it but I love First Dates Ireland I just think it's so funny um and then last week they had as well do you remember Huey from Big Brother oh yeah yeah he went out with he had a relationship with Ryan yeah Ryan yes exactly <gasps> so he was on it they've broken up yeah yeah um so he was on it and he was being his usual self and for context in case anyone doesn't know Huey is a member of the Irish traveling community or he's I don't know whether he's actually I think he, he was Irish. He's not He's not English I based. Irish. He's, he's an Ir- uh, Irish guy, as far as I know. He went and he was just being his usual self, which is quite, mm. he is loud. He's a bit of a character. He's a bit, he is a bit much. But like, that's his whole thing is that he's a bit much. That's fine. So he's like sitting up at the bar, <laughs> shouting over at girls, being like, oh, you look <laughs> lovely. <laughs> and just being like, just being himself. But the guy they paired him up with. Now this was la- this wasn't last week's episode. It was the week before, um, and I don't know whether he was maybe expecting off the back of first dates Ireland that he was going to meet a soulmate or something. But he just seemed like he was like thoroughly disappointed by the fact that he was matched with Huey. Um, Did he know who Huey was? Like, is Huey famous? No, I don't think he knew him as a celebrity. No, no. Um, I don't know but I don't think so that was never like it was never whereas like the maitre d came over and he was like oh I know you from somewhere and he was like yeah I was on big brother and I was on dancing Uh. with the stars and the guy was like oh yeah yeah." um but that was with the date that never happened so I'm gonna assume he didn't know but the way that he behaved um towards Huey now and I don't know whether it was like a because of his background kind of thing or whether it was just off the back of that he's a bit brash or whatever but um he was so rude he was so rude like he literally and it was embarrassing to watch because it was like awkward because you were like can you just at least pass yourself like you've obviously decided you don't want to be with him or you don't want to see him again that's fine but like it was rude like he was so rude like he was like you know almost like talking through his teeth like annoyed that he was being paired up with this person who he obviously thought he was superior than or whatever it just it was it was really it was like awkward television but it was like obviously interesting television too it was was like watching a car crash but like yeah so um it just in general first day starting has been really really good but that that was the moment out of this series so far that really stood out as like just like awkward date awkward television sometimes they pair them up like oh you know Corey from Donegal is meeting Mark from Cork. It's like that's never gonna work. <laughs> First of all, they'll not understand each other. And secondly, they live really, really far. Now I know, like obviously Ireland's like such a small country, you can literally go you can probably go from Donegal to Cork in what, four or five hours? Six, Six hours. 
uh, oh is it more is it? no Six more hours. than that oh really let's google it we'll google it while you're here hold on Donegal to Cork apparently you can drive it in five hours four hours 37 do you know what I mean and I know that's like if you lived in like America or Australia that mightn't be a really long distance but I think here it's just it's a bit much like you're not gonna you're not commuting to Cork every friggin' weekend to see your boyfriend like that's not, not gonna happen long distance like no how many episodes have been on this season I think maybe I think that this week will be the fifth week I think and it's um socially distanced so they're um they're at six foot long tables do they have masks or face shields or anything no no masks mm. masks when they're coming in but not when they're sitting at the table but they're yeah. six feet apart at these big you know like conferencing tables um so yeah no it's just it's interesting to watch that as well that kind of like how you create a bond when you're not able to sit beside each other. Rachel and Connor went on two more dates. Like, what does it say? Like, they exchanged Zoom details. Uh-huh. Or, uh-huh. So it's like, you're not really going on dates. Uh-huh. So. You know, Sarah and Mike uh, hit it off that evening, but haven't seen each other since because mm-hmm. of lockdowns and stuff. So, yeah, so it is a bit like that. But um, but it is, it's really, really good. So that's what I'm watching at the minute. It was, I think they made it during that break we had in yeah. the summer, like, july to september where we were all allowed to actually go out in the open world uh <laughs> do you remember fresh air so yeah i think we actually have the same choice for listening um this week so we've both been listening to a podcast um disclaimer Corey has listened to the first there's only been two full episodes three came out third mm. one came out today so we're listening to sentimental in the city caroline o'donoghue and Dolly Alderton, they are reviewing Sex and the City for the great American novel that each uh, episode is. Um, it's very, very good. If you're a fan of Sex and the City, you'll literally love so it. Like, good. it's such, such a good show. And they're long. They're long episodes. Right, they're like an which... hour and a half each. The f- no, to be fair, right. So the first one I did find a bit of a drag, but also I found the first season. When you think, yeah, and also considering that there's like eighteen episodes right? in a season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think it does take because then the second episode I thought was brilliant, and I think if anything, I would have liked more of it. And it, it was, was longer. Probably, I think that was like nearly two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but the problem is that Corey <sighs> hasn't seen you. Haven't seen the um. You've only seen up yeah, to season four. Trust me, come of Sex and this City? time tomorrow, I'll have seen season five too. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I've obviously I've seen them all. Like I saw them all when I was very very young, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have been watching them. And then, <laughs> and then watched them all again when I was old enough to watch them, and then watch them again in college and watch them. I I would revisit them every couple of years probably and then my sister Jessica she lives in Belfast as well now she's studying um up here so she um had never seen them because first of all they're way before her time because like I think the first ever she's a millennium baby so yeah yeah so they're way before her time but she's turning 21 this year so she's well old enough to watch them um so we watched them started watching them in October and only finished a couple of weeks ago but we were only watching like a couple of episodes every week um and yeah it's it like Sex and City is brilliant like and you forget how good it is now obviously some bits haven't aged Mm. well but that's that's just part and parcel of being a show that was popular in the 90s but um it's such, such a like I just love it I love it it's so good but um 
the podcast Sentimental City, it's it's brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. Like I really laughed at episode two. I was listening to it last week and like laughed out loud at various points. And then there was one bit, I don't know how far you got. So Corey got like a wee bit into it and then realized there was a spoiler and then turned it off. <laughs> um, but did you get to the bit where they were like talking about the, the ideal man from the series? Oh no, that that was oh, at God, the end. I don't even know no. whether you've met. No, literally, I it was very early. Well, on. I don't know whether you've met this guy yet. The politician, what season is he in? Carrie's politician, season two. Carrie's politician, season oh. two. Dolly Alderton picked that as Ugh. her dream man. I know. I was like, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, but actually wrong. He's in like, something else what? too. I'm literally googling him now. Sorry. He. Was in, he was in Desperate Housewives or something. He was in um, something else. Her dream man. That was popular of, at the time. Of in, in its entirety or of season three? That's what she said. She said the politician. And then Caroline said, oh, you won't know. I can't tell you who Caroline said. But Caroline said, so, <laughs> she said someone else that um, <laughs> that if anyone who's listening will know it's the love interest from season six. Um, but no spoilers for Corey but like yeah and I was like what what is going on with these women seriously like, no no disrespect to either of them because they're brilliant but like ugh. oh god <laughs> oh no I'm excited not for me um so yeah so that's what we're listening to at the minute um and off the back of that I don't know whether you have any more opinions to express on sex oh god, and city we've, we've been here all day no um I love it. I do like. I didn't know if I would be into sentimental in the city. Like, remember when I first started? We were like, oh, uh-huh. an hour and forty-two minutes. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. That that put me off. I was like, I don't think I want to listen about a show for as long as it would take me to watch like four episodes of the show. <laughs> that sounds a bit intense, just, you know. I think because sometimes I watch it sort of just like passively, you know, like it's on uh-huh. the background while I'm getting ready or clean up or whatever um and then you know there's so uh-huh. many things that maybe you don't take on um and then they really like get to what's important um and what sort of stood out for them I love how they do they do like the outfit of the season as well did they do that in the second one yeah yeah they did and they actually noticed something about the styling it was like something along the lines of that in the first episode or in the first couple of episodes she wears a particular dress and then at the end of the series when things are or it was even maybe at the midpoint when there's a big Mm -hmm. change for Carrie she then changes her or wears an outfit that's very similar and kind of mirrors it and shows like that she's back at square one or whatever like I've never Sex and City that yeah exactly (laughs) and even even they said even they were like we don't know that we're actually right here or whether a costuming person showed up (laughs) in the 90s for their job and just did their job (laughs) but um but yeah it was you know like I love how they're like that like we're not claiming to know everything about Sex and the City we don't know the most what we feel the most and then they're like uh-huh. oh my god are we gonna get yeah. shot for loving sex in the city so much um i was like it's fun to listen to um and it's mm-hmm. like you said like it's things that you maybe haven't would never even bat an eyelid at or think to read into i'm annoyed that there was a spoiler in it because i sort of assumed that it would be sort of in isolation season by season but obviously in the grand scheme of things I suppose it makes sense but then like you as like you've seen the movies 
but then you you don't have the context for the movies. See, that was the same as because Jess, I made Jess. Jess, when she moved up to Belfast, hadn't like seen very many, like, like brilliant chick flicks. You know, like the like cult classic chick flicks. I you used to be like that too, where you hadn't seen a lot of movies. Yeah, but you're yeah. better now. You didn't used to be good with movies, but um. So I had given her like a list of movies that she had to watch, and I think even like um our our brother's fiance Melanie, she had given more, and there was like kind of like a whole big list of of um movies she had to watch, and like Sex and City and Sex and City Two were on that mm-hmm. list, so she'd seen them, but she had never seen the series, and I kind of it didn't even cross my mind that I would make her watch all six series, but then I it also didn't cross my mind <laughs> that we were going to be locked in the house for a year, so um so she had seen the movies yeah. but had no context. So every so often she would remember something and be like, no, because I remember from the movie, <laughs> blah, blah. Like she'd be like, I remember that Charlotte doesn't yeah. end up with that person or whatever. Like she'd remember stuff and I'd be like, frig. But then every so often she would forget and say something like, oh, I'm sad that that didn't work out. And I'd be like, oh, but it does. <laughs> but I couldn't tell her. <laughs> so that's everything that we're mm-hmm. loving this week. Like, oh, tying in the title. And do you know, <laughs> just fun fact as well, when I was um explaining the title, or not even explaining the title, but like the context mm-hmm. behind the title, and like you said, like mm-hmm. if you love and vaguely remember notes or it being written, blah, blah, blah. And then I was telling my wee brother, and he was like, yeah. And then for us, it was just W-Y-L. I was like, what? So we did Who You Loving, and then Apparently, kids then did W. I love us trying to understand like Gen Z culture. Like, right, okay, like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> we started that trend because I don't even think Jess and Jess is obviously a few years older than Ethan, so there was obviously yeah, yeah. a gap there somewhere. But she, she, I don't think had heard of who you love and. I don't think she'll probably correct me and I'll correct myself <laughs> next episode if if because she will correct me because she's the most stubborn person I've ever Stop. met in my life Love so Jess. shout out Jess <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so our next section is throwback Thursday so uh this week we're talking about Bebo yeah we were torn between Bebo Oof. and skinny jeans but I think we're gonna do yeah we'll Bebo do Bebo this week. Um, it's more timely yeah. isn't it it's more timely because Bebo's coming back and are we going to get Bebo? I mean, I feel like... Or no? Well, I'm obviously like not on the social media trend these days. Oh, yeah. Is it coming back exactly as it was? Like, I feel like a lot of time and effort went... I put a lot of time and effort into my Bebo page. Your skin, your flashbacks. But also, I just don't know how... Like, I feel like Bebo, I suppose, I was going to say Bebo is one of those things where you really, really cared yeah. about how you look to other people. But isn't Instagram the same? Yeah. Is that not the same? Like, is that not the definition of what Instagram is? Like, not for me personally. Like, I really couldn't care less how I look to other people on Instagram. But, which is why I just spam everybody with food <laughs> content every day. <laughs> It's like, Rachel, we get it. You're having dinner. You don't need to post it again. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know whether it would be the kind of social platform that I would be interested in as an almost Mm. 30 year old in the same way as when I was 13. Mm. Imagine now, like you had to, in the name of social media and like 
you had to rank your friends from number one to 16 and display that for the world to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pick who your other half is. Do you remember when, like, yeah. if a girl would get a boyfriend, you would get demoted? <laughs> and then you'd be like, shit, who am I going to have for my other half? What was your username? Me and my friend at the time. Uh-huh. We thought it was really cool to do, like, song lyrics. As your username. You're going to die at mine. Like, I am not going to take the mic out of you because you're going to be there like, There is a time where we um, did, you know that song, Alphabet Fascination? Yeah. So one of ours was, the word is on your lips. And then the other ones was say the and word. And were each other's halves? I don't even think we were. Maybe we so were. what was the link? It was just like we How would you have found? We were just both <laughs> each other's number ones or something. Like we were both just bestie. Okay. My username was, keep in mind at the time, I was trying to be like cool AF. Like I wasn't. I was like literally the least cool person in the entire world. But I knew I couldn't get by being conventionally cool and being like, you know, like pretty and like smoking and like kissing boys because <laughs> boys cool. wouldn't kiss I don't know but, but that was that not cool when we were teenagers or like drinking like drinking in a field like I knew I wasn't going to be doing that right so I was like oh what what way could I be cool like be so different oh I know I'll just like be like a wee gothy emo weirdo <laughs> like mm-hmm. I have a lot of love and space for 16 year old Rachel but also like there was there were some judgment calls made there, <laughs> and uh, my Bebo username was your like you are like you are your fairy goth mother, G O T H. Love it, fairy goth mother. Created. No, why do you love that? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, they're like Bebo is for like young self expression, innocent, <laughs> innocent social media, like. I feel like it, it was just represents like a different time. It was back in the day before you had to worry about algorithms, to be fair. Like you didn't have to worry about Bebo stealing your information because it, it wasn't interested in your information. It was only interested in you like logging in and being addicted to like looking for. And was everything in comments? That's what I was trying to remember. Like we didn't, you didn't send a message. Was there like an inbox? No, it was like you posted on there the was, wall. No, there was like a wall, yeah. wasn't there? And that was it. Or was there an inbox too? I, Maybe there was an inbox. I really don't remember. I thought it was inbox. all public because yeah. I distinctly remember like writing to like people that I wanted to be my friend, like <laughs> on their wall, being like, hey, so cool. See Sharing the love. <laughs> <laughs> logging in to share the love and everything like I used to use my phone credit on my like what was it Motorola the one the slidey it was like Motorola Razor or something it had a slidey bit and it was red and black and I only had like I didn't have data because that wasn't a thing back then you had like 10 euro credit and the credit was like for 15 cent texts and whatever calls nobody ever used it for calls anyway but I think the the data was always a euro a day for like 10 megs or something and I'd log into Bebo and get my love sent out and that was all I cared about and then I'd be you'd be kicked out you didn't have enough data for the rest of the day but like I was like oh god got my love sent it's fine and then I have to wait until the next day to log back in to see if I got any back (laughs) so tragic inevitably I wouldn't (laughs) Yeah, God, it was it was a different time, definitely. I don't know how, but I don't be. know whether. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how well it will translate to. But then you never know; the kids might really like, like the the, not even the apparently the next generation's Gen C, Ooh. Gen Generation COVID, oh. Gen C, 
Um, so maybe I was going to say the Gen Zs, but maybe the younger, the younger end of that, because I'm not thinking like the kids born in 1995. I mean, the kids that are born in like 2004, mm. 2005. So like he might even be too old for it, but I'm thinking like 13, 14, maybe even 12, like the age we were when it came out. I uh, like it's come sort of know? full cycle. Yeah, because I just can't see. I don't know. We'll see if adults join. But right now I'm thinking no. Or will it be like one of those things like TikTok where at the start, no adults were on it because they're like oh no that's a child's app like I'm not going on there and then now all the adults have it so you know do you have TikTok it? yeah I have TikTok I've had TikTok it I had is. TikTok back when it was when it was embarrassing to have it <laughs> um but I I was only I was only ever scrolling I wasn't yeah. like I don't post because I want to keep my job <laughs> um so so I would only ever scroll on it but now it's like it's full of people like our age and older than us it's not you know it's definitely not just a kids platform anymore yeah. we'll see for the comeback of Bebo apparently what they've done is a select few people got sent out an invitation to test out the the beta version okay um it was by invitation only and then I don't know whether maybe you signed up or something but then you can reserve your I'm on the website right now you can reserve your username so I'll be getting on there and reserving your fairy godmother so I can revive it and you'll be on doing your fascination lyrics <laughs> or whatever you call it. <laughs> no, I think I'll just be bonus. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, we'll see. We've beaten our words in a few months, but I don't know. Mm. Actually, that brings us nicely to our next topic. So this isn't anything to do with Throwback Thursday. This is just a couple of topics that we thought were worth. We're, we're like the, the Irish younger version of Loose Women. Actually, you fairly Loose Women, like Stacey Solomon's only our age. Stacey Solomon is She's not only- our age. She is. She is. She's not. She is. She only, she only turned like 30 last. Sure, Mrs. Hinch is our age. Did you know that? No, no, no. I swear to God. Um, Stacey Solomon's 31. Rachel, come on. What? With a few years what? in this year. Yeah, I don't think we can be precious about being called 31 when I'm 29 at the end of the month. It's like, oh, like, well, such a big difference. She's only 31 and Mrs. Hinch is 31 as well. Oh, God. Which, like, I would always think Mrs. Hinch is older, but not, like, in a horrible way. Just, like, I don't mean that in a nasty way. I actually think the poor woman gets enough negative abuse for no reason other than she wants to keep her house clean. Uh, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, she only turned 30 last. I just assumed. I just assumed she was older, yeah. It's because she's got her life yeah, together. That's why, like... like... Yeah. I love you. I was like, she's married <laughs> as if I'm not married. <laughs> no, I know. But, like, I know what you mean. Like, you're not. Uh, we're not being yeah, like yeah. offensive being like oh my god is that all the age they are like they don't it's not into their looks or anything it's just like their lifestyle no, they've got like their life together like as in they're married they have like bought houses and like built extensions onto them they have kids they've like they're they're like but yeah sorry went off on a tangent <laughs> there by mrs hinch and stacy solomon oh yeah least women that's <laughs> where we were um so yeah being a private person okay. in 2021 it's something that i Oh, I don't know. I'm not good at it. Like, I just talk so much and I say things that Connor afterwards would be like, why, why did you, you didn't, nobody asked you to share that information. But like, what are we talking? Like, are you, are you sharing sort of personal Literally anything. Apart from like, I'm not really into the whole, you know, when people are like oversharers about like, if they were. Yeah, I wouldn't think you're an oversharer. Like, oh no, no, I'm not into that. Like, but you know, when people are like, like literally like I'll like be like oh so you know oh, 
God, I don't <laughs> what to bring up on a podcast that would be okay to talk about. But you know what I mean? Like, as in, I go into like really personal details with personal relationships or like, you know, um, I think I behave this way because of this, like the psychology of my own mind. Mm-hmm. No one asked, Rachel. Not one person <laughs> asked. <laughs> Not one person asked, never mind your boss or never mind. Do you know what I mean? Like, stop, stop talking. Like, I just, I get so mad at myself. Or like, as far as I'm concerned, if something happens to me, I will literally tell like whoever, like if something, it could be something personal, you know, it might be something silly. It might be literally like, oh, did you know I fell over on the way back from the shop the other day? Ha <laughs> ha. Like, it could be something like that. Or it could be like, oh, do you know such and such? Like, no, but that'd be different because that's someone else's news. But I mean, if say I had a health diagnosis, which, you know, thankfully I don't. But like, if I came back from the doctors and they had told me this is what's wrong Mm -hmm. with you or, you know, something, whatever, something a bit more personal and about me. I'll be like, oh, yeah, did you know this about me? Like to to my friends and to like colleagues and to the man in the shop. (laughs) Like I literally. (laughs) You do love talking to shopkeeper, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas I don't think you are. I don't think you're like that. And I know one of our friends who I won't mention because she's very private. And because of that, I would be so conscious about, actually, this will give you context. So this person who I'm talking about had recently got a new job. I'm allowed to say that. Like, they they, they got a new job. That doesn't tell you who they are at all. That could be me. I got a new job. <laughs> but, like, they got a new job. But when they got a new job, I was like, oh, I don't think I can tell anyone. <laughs> but then, like, obviously, when, it, you know, when they started saying that they yeah. moved jobs, you text me, you're like, oh, yeah, sorry, were you keeping that a secret? And I was like, no, no. It's just that they're very private. Yeah. Like, but some that's fair are. enough, I think, especially in that situation, because that's not your news to tell no no yeah 100 percent. but like whereas like if it were me I'd have told literally every I did yeah. when I left my last I told the whole world because I was so delighted and obviously like you know it was great news but I told everyone but like equally if Connor got a new job my husband um I said Connor my husband 100 times I just mean for context he's my for husband I'm that married woman now but um but what I mean is if Connor got a new job or something new happens in Connor's life and Connor's quite private I will tell everybody unless he tells me unless he says Rachel do you know the way I got that new job and I go yeah and he goes oh you have to be warned have to be told because to me that's not a secret everyone's gonna know you have a new job do you not think yeah but I guess I suppose I wouldn't no no it's not that I'm just saying like or like like unless someone told me because to me that's good news and it'd be different if it's something like I think if it's an engagement or a pregnancy it's an unspoken thing of like no that that's that person's news Mm. that's not that's not for me to tell but if you tell me like you bought a new car Mm. for example I don't think that's a secret like everyone's gonna see your new car (laughs) Yeah. do you know what I mean mm. so unless you explicitly say Rachel don't be telling people about my new car I'm going to tell people because that <laughs> do you know what I mean so then I have to be conscious of the friends in my life and the people in my life who I consider or who have told me that they're private people um or that I figured out that they're a private person and have that in my head all the time of like I can't be telling anything about that person like oh did you know such and such got a new pair of jeans the other day no 
this is what I'm struggling with here is how damaging is it really? You know, especially fair enough, maybe a bit if it's other people's business, then you know, uh-huh. fair enough, there's risk depending on how big of a deal it is. But like uh-huh. for yourself, or is it just something that like you be kicking yourself? Oh no, for me. I don't think I don't think it's damaging for me. Yeah, it's more that I get raging at myself for like oversharing right, sometimes. Because okay. sometimes it is, sometimes it's like Rachel, like nobody needs to know. Especially when it's like, as I said, my boss yeah. or the man in the shop or my dentist or whatever. They don't need to know. They don't need to yeah. know about that. Um, but even like Connor would say, like, like if you know, like even with your your mother and father in law, I have a really good relationship. My mother and father in law loves them to bits and will happily tell them literally anything. And then Connor's like, that's my mom and dad. Can you stop telling them about whatever? Whatever it is. Nothing inappropriate. Like just yeah. side note, nothing inappropriate. But just he's like, Oh, they don't need to know that, Rachel. Like yeah. that's not really for them to know. I'm terrible for that. And I'm terrible for like I have to understand when someone's a private person and then know to set that boundary. I don't think I'm like that. Like I like an oversharer. I would be more on the private side now. Like Yes, I would agree with you that yeah. I the thing is with me, it's like I would be like, Oh no, I don't wanna tell anyone about that because maybe I don't want that say for example, you got a new job. Um, I wouldn't maybe want to tell my other friend about that because I'd be like, oh, I don't want to be like gossiping about Rachel, even though it's not gossiping, it's like passing on your news. Uh-huh. But I would be very, I think maybe, I don't like, I, I wouldn't be overshare. I'd be like, no, that's, you know, I can like keep that separate. So it's like, just me then. Not just you, but <laughs> like maybe it is. Like, but then I would be like a weirdo anyway. Like, I wouldn't really overshare anything with. The likes of my boss, my colleagues, like they brought- Yeah, you but you're good at that. You're good at setting like I would say that's good at setting boundaries. Like you're good at being like, Okay, work is work. Yeah. This is my personal my life. life my We're life. not discussing that right now, kind of thing. So Corey, how's being off social media going? So uh I was trying to like analyze that. I mean it's not been very long, it's been like what, less than two weeks? Two uh-huh. two weeks today actually. Because Congratulations. I had my name is Corey and <laughs> no, um, it's grand. Like I lit my screen time was awful. Like, and I think just from being in the house and like not getting out and not really doing anything. Like my morning routine was wake up, turn off my alarm, spend fifteen minutes in bed scrolling Insta, Facebook, Twitter, Daily Mail, Showbiz, Snapchat, the whole works. And then I got out of bed and I'm like, is that necessary? Like, and then it was just the common points where people were like to me, you're always on your phone. Like, you're all, and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, actually I am. So it's really yeah. like, don't get me wrong. I, like I'll still be sitting on my phone a fair bit. Like it is, my screen time's not way, 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 way down. But it's. And what, what have you kept? Have you just kept WhatsApp? So I kept originally Twitter and Snapchat. I know you don't use Snapchat and you laugh at me for still having Snapchat. Um, I do, yeah. But, yeah. and then right. I got rid of Twitter and, I mean, I still have Snapchat, but, like, I don't have people who actually use it, so I don't really know what is of it. But so okay. WhatsApp I still have, and then I do still have, like, Facebook Messenger app on my phone. Okay. Um, but 
No, it's grand. Like I don't, I don't have bad FOMO. Like I have a wee bit of FOMO when people are like, like for instance, someone was like, "Oh, there's a really funny video of Shane Todd and Julian Simmons doing carpool karaoke," and I was like, "Send me the link." I was like, "Oh no, it was Insta story." Yeah, that's annoying. Um, like we things like that, but then like group chats and stuff will share anything topical anyway then you can just like look yeah, up yeah so that's why the brain yeah. kind of think is still high and like because i'm working at the house my phone's in hand all day whereas obviously mm-hmm. you're in the office your phone's to your side and you're actually working um mm-hmm. but i'm not like missing it like i think i'll be fine like i'll easily do another month um i thought i'd maybe like be itching to get back on it but... i think you're the only person i know that's doing lent I think like I mean is Lent specifically a Catholic thing or is it like a Christian thing? yeah no I think it's a Catholic thing and um, that's maybe where the problem lies <laughs> um in that I don't have that many I don't have that many religious Pretty friends sure it's a a Catholic friends, thing. I would say a lot of the friends I have up here are Presbyterian yeah I no like I think we should like follow up here by saying like I'm not like a very, yeah you're not particularly Catholic you know, like, either. I'm not like I'm not doing it for religious reasons. But I'm doing living it. under Evelyn's roof. I'm doing it because <laughs> I was spending too much time on my phone and my eyes were getting sore. I was getting pissed off seeing people on Instagram. Like, just, I was just, it wasn't doing me any favors. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know if any, I'm not doing anything else for Lent. Can't remember the last time I did do Lent. It just sort of, it was meant to be no takeaways. It's a small blip. I mean, Lent's longer than 40 days anyway, isn't it? And Jesus only did 40 days. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. that can be our night off um yeah but generally <laughs> I, that's our night off at Jesus <laughs> <laughs> the last time I remember someone talking about that was this time last year like earlier March just pre-lockdown where they said they go mm-hmm. off drink they go off drink every year they were going off drink blah 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 and then I think lockdown was announced like a few weeks later and that was the end of Lent. Finally, um, we just are going to mention what we're looking forward to and what you can probably look forward to hearing in two weeks' time in our next episode. If uh, if we get through this one, <laughs> get it edited and get it up, we'll be just one podcast like episode. Off, that's, our, uh... yeah, that's our lockdown achievement. <laughs> Annual leave after that for a little while. Um, so, Corey, what are you looking forward to in like over the next week? So, for me, it's all about... 9 p.m. Monday night, ITV, Harry and Meghan, talk to Oprah, what's going on? I'm so excited. So excited. So I didn't realise it was it was going to be on TV. I only found that out like uh-huh. today. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, was it? Uh, it's going to be it's going to be an RTE as well for Ooh. anyone who's in Ireland. Yeah, it's an RTE and ITV. Monday at 9? Um, Monday Can't at wait. 9. I think maybe RTE might be 9.30, but I don't know why it would be a different time than ITV. Have you seen any um, teasers? I have. Did mm. you see the one that was out today? Yeah, just Megan. Like rebuttal. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. So we can discuss that on the next episode once we have the context, once we've done our research. Mm-hmm. Um. So we've got that, and then for me, mine's not as exciting. Yours is definitely more like scandalous than mine. Um. But I've just started. Um. The Thursday Murder Club. Richard Osmond. Have you heard? Yes. Have you read it? No, but I love him. The only thing I know him from is pointless, but then I obviously saw that the book got loads of really good reviews and every people were raving yeah. about it. So um I've just started it. It's good. It's it's like so far pretty light, like it's pretty like easy to read. Mm-hmm. Um so hopefully by the next episode I will have an update on that. That'll probably be my reading for who you love and 
next week. So, all right, guys. So thanks for listening. Um, thanks for enjoying our first episode. We're sorry if it was a wee bit rough and ready, <laughs> which it probably will be after editing. Um, but thank you for listening. Um, and we look forward to talking to you again. It's a one. It's a one-sided conversation. We look forward to Rambling you on. listening uh, to us again <laughs> uh, in about two weeks' time.